The role of a youth coach holds many departments. You're the role model, the coach, an outlet, and most importantly, someone in their corner when they need it the most. Welcome back to another episode of Long Beach Locals, the only podcast in Long Beach that highlights local businesses and the people behind them. When you enjoy this episode, please like, subscribe, share, and leave a review. This podcast is brought to you by Active Life. I'm your host, Justin Mosley, and today our guest is founder of Youth Fitness League, Anthony Dolly. What's up, buddy? How are you, man? I appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me, bro. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Can you tell us about your journey from being a two-sport collegiate athlete to becoming the owner of Youth Fitness League, and how did your personal experiences shape your approach to fitness and coaching? Loaded question, bro. Hit me out the game. So basically, fitness for me has always been an outlet. Um, especially an outlet of confidence. I was not good in school. School was very difficult for me. I was a special needs learner, ADHD, dyslexic. I found no source of confidence in there. But I was a hell of an athlete, you know, and and there is no school without sports. So that... Those those experiences kind of led me on a mission to bring fitness to as many children as I can. And, you know, as athletes, we, we think fitness is sports. And... That's the mindset I'm trying to break with Youth Fitness League. You don't necessarily, you can be an athlete without playing a physical sport. Like, you know, look at these CrossFit athletes. It's, it's crazy what, what they mm. can do. So the mission is to get kids moving, to get kids believing in themselves, to get kids doing hard things on the regular. Because I really feel we have gone very soft, very, very soft as a society. But like I grew up in the streets playing manhunt. I was told to come home and the lights come, you know, and the, the street lights come on. My children really don't experience that. So these experiences plus the desire to give my children the childhood I had have ultimately landed here. And I don't, I don't believe I could be here without those experiences. So if you ask me, if, take this magic pill, go back, you're not learning to save them, I'm going to tell you no. Because then I don't know if I'm going to be Coach Tony. Right. I don't know if I have the experience, the pain, the anguish to relate to my clients the way that I'm able to do even though my clients may not be learning disabled, they feel isolated. You know, they're typically the non-athlete. We do sports-specific training, but the goal is to get the kids who are not interested in sports moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that it's definitely sounding like your mission is the vo- being the voice for the voiceless. Those people who haven't had the opportunity to speak up because of the standard that they're being held to of just because you're not athletic means you're not allowed to play the sport, you're not mm-hmm. allowed to do the thing. Or if you do participate in it, you're almost shunned. Hundred percent. Like if you nobody wants to join a team to ride the bench and get water, that that doesn't make you feel good about yourself. Exactly. That's like giving me a, you know a Shakespeare play and asking me to read in front of my peers. No way am I going to do yeah. that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like asking to embarrass myself. And yeah, there's no bro. Leadership that allows you not at all, but some leaderships that aren't welcoming of that. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like and, and then you have nowhere to turn, so you turn into your phone mm-hmm. or you turn to food. Or you turn into substances. Like I'm a 14 year educator, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. So youth fitness league is is. Can I train D1 athletes or D1 prospects? Absolutely. I'm the boys varsity sprint coach at the high school. I know I've I've learned from the best coach on on Long Island, Onyx Alva. I know what I'm doing, but I'm not your dude. I want to fill the void for the kid who has nowhere to turn because mm. that's my passion. Like I've been there, done that. Collegiate sports are cool, but. There's a bigger purpose, and I get 10 times more fulfillment. It's kind of selfish because I'm not a confident dude by nature, so seeing myself help somebody gain confidence gives me confidence. Right. And then I could take that confidence and give it to my children, 
and now my children have it. So I'm like, they go out and give it to some. So it's like a, a full circle thing. It's so self-fulfilling, you know, but I, it's, it's what I do. Like, I'm going to hit the beach right after this. Yeah. I got like three clients waiting for me. We're going to go climb up some sand hills and make people do hard things, but they're going to feel good about themselves. The, the motto is, I'm going to leave the beach stronger than I arrived. Mm. Yeah, and that's the goal. It's just the constant feeding your fulfillment, you know, and it's not even like you're seeking it out. It just finds itself because of the positive impact and the positive social influence mm -hmm. that you're being. You're allowing these other kids to be another positive social influence sure. to their groups and to For the sure. next groups. And then when they see something is wrong, maybe now they have the confidence to stand up and say, no, this isn't okay. It's the moral confidence. Yeah. The moral compass. But nobody's going to stand up like you just said unless they believe in themselves. Exactly. I tell my clients all the time, I believe in you. That's why I'm here. But that means nothing yeah. unless you believe in you. I believe you can flip this tire. That means nothing until you believe. And you may not believe on the first flip or the second flip, but you believe on the 50th flip. And when you believe, dude, you're an animal. You're a beast. So now I, have, I got that kid who feels isolated to feel like he's part of a group. Mm -hmm. So like, that's the goal. I start off with one-on-ones and to, to build that confidence, get an assessment of their athletic capabilities. But the goal is to create a community mm -hmm. and a group because now if these kids start seeing each other around town, yeah. well, think about that. I just helped form a community that didn't exist or a friend group or a support network. Exactly. Yeah. Cause now what ha now in a jam, you have mom, dad, and the, re the relationship I build with these kids is intimate. Like I treat them like my, my children cause I'm raw, I'm me. Mm -hmm. I refuse to be censored. And they feel, they, they feel that and, and we connect. I feel like that's what differentiates me from anybody doing what I do. Are there other coaches who know more? Definitely, I, I, I don't know. But what differentiates for me from somebody else is my ability to, to personally connect with your child. Mm -hmm. And that's what, where the change happens is I'm building confidence and you can't build confidence if you don't connect. Right. I hundred percent. And now they have another number in their phone book. If anything ever happens, coach Tony, but it's not just coach Tony, coach Tony got four kids mm -hmm. and coach Tony has a wife who's about this as well. So you're getting a community and mm -hmm. that's the goal. I'm, I want to build it here, Long Beach, Oceanside. I, I want to build a community and network of kids who don't feel like they're seen. And I want to see them. I want to shine a, a huge spotlight on them when they're ready. Yeah. And I want them to introduce themselves to the world. Like, I can't wait for this kid to go back to school that I was telling you mm -hmm. about before. He's a different child. Like, the work I've seen him do and the growth, his teachers and his peers are not going to recognize him. He doesn't recognize him. His mother doesn't recognize him. That's what he feels good. It's, it's, it's one of the biggest compliments you could possibly receive. As I a agree. Coach. I agree. When you're when the parents come up to you and say, I can't even recognize my child anymore because of how mature, how well spoken, how tall they stand now and for sure. the type of confidence they're radiating off for of sure. themselves. I had a client in the past where his mom came up to me and told me like he's his grades got better, his uh, performance, his ability to speak with people, the way he carries himself. People are looking up to him now, and it's because since you guys worked and each you other. did that, and I don't even say it like that. Oh, you know? that's, that's yeah, awesome. say, I don't even awesome. say that. I'm I like, love it. I was like, I'm just, I just helped navigate him because he always had this in him. Mm -hmm. It was just a matter of getting it out. We, Miss Lamon, she she helped me find my spark. I was in in eighth grade on a third grade reading level. And once she helped me find that spark, when I graduated senior year, I was on a 10th grade reading level. That's a big, big jump. 
And Miss Lamon did nothing but bring that spark out of me. Made me realize I flip numbers. I can't read. I'm no good at writing essays. My attention span is horrible. The only time I feel at peace is when I'm moving. But there's worth inside me. Mm -hmm. I just needed somebody to take the time to make me see that worth. And that rest. Now, dude, I'm sitting in front of you, 14-year teacher, undergraduate, master's, post-master's degree. And I don't even display them. Because they're from me mm-hmm. and Miss Lamon. Yeah. That's just, it. Just to say again, for yourself, I, I'm capable. I did it. I did it. Our motto is I can, I will, I must. I love that. And that's what happened. That's what happened. And if I could do it, these kids could do it. These kids could do it. All I need to do is help them find that spark. And, you know, our training, the first 20 minutes is core and balance. I believe that's the foundation. That's who we are. We help kids gain that. I won't change that. But the last 30 minutes is tailored to their individual preferences. Mm-hmm. Are they cardio-based? Is like work, like lifting weights? Because they have to like it. Right. They have to have, and I like, I'm big on athlete input. So I'll set up three activities and I'm like, you're going to pick two today. So like I, we call that in education, teacher's choice. It's getting kids invested in the learning process. Mm-hmm. So I just carried that over to fitness and they're doing it. Mm-hmm. So now they're picking the things. And sometimes I'll, I'll purposely put two easy things in a hard thing to see. And my man that we're going to meet after this, I'm going to do that. I'm going to give him two easy things and a hard thing. Cause this is our last session until like regroup before school. Mm-hmm. And I'm praying he picks the last session because I think we're there. I really think he's at the point where he's walking with swag. He's no longer afraid of that lifeguard hill. He's mm-hmm. no longer afraid of jetty runs. He's no longer afraid of flip. He's done it all. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping he goes this route. I'm going to hit you up after. I'm like, yeah, let me know. He picked the hard one. We did it. We out here. We out here. Yeah, I'm excited for that text. (laughs) (laughs) With 14 years of experience teaching special needs students, how do you integrate inclusivity and adaptability into your fitness programs at Youth Fitness League? We're all about inclusivity. I have to be. Otherwise, I'd be a fraud. So we have a, a, a free event coming up September 30th where it's free to any special needs child. I need no dot, no nothing on our system here. So they're going to show up, and my wife's like, how are you going to plan for this? I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know the array of disabilities that are going to show up. She's like, what happens if a kid shows up in a wheelchair? I'm like, well, then it's my job to figure it out on the spot. So the way we attack each In education, we have an individualized education plan. It's called an IEP, where we curate an education based around a student's specific strengths and weaknesses. I want to curate an individualized fitness plan. So taking what I know how to do in the classroom and modifying it to meet a gym or an athletic criteria, I think that's how we're going to... No one athlete, no one human being is the same. Mm -hmm. I can't approach fitness with special needs learners with a cookie cutter approach. It has to be individualized for each and every athlete because the goal for one athlete may be just getting him on the beach because he has overt sensory issues. Mm -hmm. Another one could be running jetties. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like the, it, my first session is always I'm collecting data. I do a bunch of different things and I collect the assessment and then see what works. It's trial and error. I'd be lying if I sat here and say I have the solution. I don't. I have to interact with each athlete, get a a sense of what ticks them, what what intrigues them, what are they likely to do? do. Does mom need to stay? Does mom need to leave? Can we lift weights? Do you want, like, are you tactile? Mm. And once I collect all of that data, we get in a rhythm and then we're moving. Yeah. 
and then we're moving. Like you saw your homie at the gym. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't just get there. His teachers prepped him for that transition, taught him how to ride the bike, probably did flashcards with names of, of equipment, mm -hmm. probably told him what to touch. They even probably walked him through the layout before they got him through the gym. That's what I would do. I'm sure that's yeah. what any good special ed teacher. So the pre precursors for him even walking in that door we're two, three weeks in the train in the process. Right. And no one even would know no store said it or anything like him that. Him walking in that door is accomplishment himself, and I'm sure that was celebrated with his teachers. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a huge feat, especially like in an area like the gym, like a commercial gym for anybody, it's mm -hmm. overwhelming. Probably it's, it, it's overwhelming for me. Mm -hmm. Like I really didn't start my lifting journey until after college because I played soccer and track sports you don't really want to be too bulky for. Mm -hmm. But I, I want to pick up my children, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I was overwhelmed. Thank God I had mentors and networks to lean on to help curate a program for me. But mm -hmm. I don't want these children. And now think about a special ed child. We're undervalued and underappreciated. We're thrown in classrooms in the corner and nobody checks on us. Mm -hmm. Except teachers in there. Like, why should that be? Or, or the, the spectrum of autism is so large nowadays that... Functioning autism, majority of it is just socially. So maybe introducing them into a gym setting and giving them talking prompts and sentence starters, how to appropriate, appropriately communicate with people in that environment, maybe they'll make a friend. Or maybe they'll find a trainer who will see something in them and help them find their spark. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just opening up the floodgates. Uh, we've come a long way. Special education has come a very long way. Are we where we should be now? No, I, I don't believe it. I believe we could do better. And being a 14-year teacher, my hands are tied in the classroom because of the bureaucracy of it. So my wife kind of just kicked me in the butt and was like, you're doing this for our children. She started documenting on social media. More and more kids are coming. I'm like, sweetie, why? What? She's like, just keep going. Mm -hmm. Just keep going. Don't worry about it. And she kind of built the business without me knowing, but I, ha I would have it no other way because I'm truly getting these kids out there. Phones are down. You know, and that's the bigger mission is everything we're doing with Youth Fitness League, the gym, the one-on-ones, the group is to fuel the bigger mission of special education. That's, that's where they, they truly need me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm trying to fill a void, but there's a non-existent, nobody's going here. There's no glory in it. Right. There's no, I'm doing it because I know what it's like. I know what it's like to sit there and be like, no, you're not, you're not good. You, you know, you're just going to, you know, go into a group home after this and live with an eight. No, man. Why not try me get, me, get me a life coach or let me try out at Walmart. Like, so success is differentiated for everybody, but I feel like we cap it for special needs learners. I really do. I feel like we are capable of helping them reach so much more. And if they're confident in themselves and they'll have the confidence to advocate for that. That's what I'm here for. Forget about fitness. No. I want to sell you confidence. And once you find your spark through the intimate work we do, you're going to look back. You're like, yo, Coach Tony, I don't need you anymore. And that's the goal. I don't want to be needed. I want to teach them the skills they need to be confident in themselves and hopefully pass it along to just one person. No. No. And that's how we grow. That's how you build a community. That's what you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. that's what you guys are filling the void. You know, and, and that's, that's I, I feel like we need more community-based people like us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, the how, it's how we get the snowball effect to keep mm -hmm. happening. You know, like there's a voice for the voiceless. There's people who don't get heard. 
there's just a whole community waiting to be spoken to. 100%. And now there's people out there willing to do it. And that's 100%. the thing. It's like it's not a have to. It's a get to. Like I get to speak to the people who I understand are sitting in the back. who don't. And don't you it. grow as a human being from Every it? Every day. Every day. Every day. Because I learn another person's experience. I, they, I'm taking things into consideration. I never, normally wouldn't because these are people who you, you don't get perspective. to Exactly. You don't get to talk to these people. You don't get the opportunity Exposure. sometimes. And, that's an, and it gives them an opportunity to have some limelight on them. They probably went their whole lives without having an opportunity 100%. to say what they want to say. 100%. Because it's always just been, oh, you're in the back. You're, you don't get to speak, out, speak up as much. You didn't play a sport, so nobody's giving you the mm -hmm. limelight. You don't get your name announced on the loudspeaker. That's a thing I know as a kid and as an athlete, that was the thing. You grew Dude, up when you were yeah. I made sure I went to school early. You're talking to a kid who hated school. Mm -hmm. School made me feel horrible about myself. But I made sure I was there during homeroom every day because more than likely my name was coming up. Yeah. You you know, and that's, it may sound trivial, but like that got me to school. I would have cut every right. day. Right. But that got me there. And now that I'm there, Miss Lambin knew where I was. Mm -hmm. And she knew I was itching to get out and go, go hang out or play handball with the mm -hmm. homies, you know. So she knew where to find me now because she, but that got me there. Yeah. So how are we going to get people to the gym? Exactly. That's the thing I'm trying to figure out. Once I have a client facing me, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. How do I get them? How do I get that loudspeaker effect? Right. You know, and, and that's mean that you don't get anywhere else. And yeah. Like you said, like you would go to school just to hear your name on the loudspeaker yeah. and have all your friends looking at you. Everybody's yeah. giving you a high five. Yeah. Like, yeah, you did that. Like you in summer school every year, but my man. Yeah, right. Exactly. You're in summer yeah. school, but yeah, that's still really cool. <laughs> but it, it gives you so much more of a level of confidence. And a lot of people don't ever have the privilege to go through that so it's like again because nobody said, takes the time to teach exactly it's like it where, has to be taught. where do you get that loudspeaker feeling where do you get that game day feeling where mm -hmm. do you get that my name is on a board saying i did a great job and a lot of people never get to that but that's another thing why i started youth fitness league because i wanted to put myself and my children in an environment where i can constantly praise them because i i grew up in a supportive household but the the impact of how difficult school was for me crushed my confidence. So although I was crushing on the athletic field, like I was like, I know I'm good here, but that's it. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to put my kids and myself in an environment that is, ex we were on the beach, then we're in the gym, then we go to parks. That's constantly changing. And you know, it's funny when we're, we're coaching or when I'm with my, my kids are not allowed to call me dad. I don't want to be dad. I want to be coach Tony because coach Tony could be harder. Dad, mm -hmm. dad, dad feels for his kids a little bit. And we're at a point now that the minute they see me, in, like I was leaving, like, oh, dad, you go, you go to work? I put on the shirt, like, okay, see you later, Coach Tony. <laughs> it's crazy, like, the, the effect that. Yeah. But they know Coach Tony don't play games. Coach Tony teaches you to do hard things. And I wanted to put us in an environment together where I can constantly support them in doing that hard thing and then praise, and praise them after. Because if they're constantly here, dad is constantly telling me I'm, I'm good, I'm awesome. I'm strong. I must be. Mm -hmm. I must be. Like, we were at a park the other day, and uh, my six-year-old, my five-year-old was constantly chasing my seven-year-old. You know, mm -hmm. but he's just the little brother. And my seven-year-old hit the monkey bars, flew. And I'm watching, because I know this is an area of, like, difficulty for him. Took a deep breath. He did a box breathing, four in, hold, four out. And then he muttered, I can, I will, I must. And he jumped. Busted his ass. But he jumped. But he jumped. He jumped. 
And then he got back up and did it again. And then he got one. And I, he looked at me. I said, you did it, buddy. So proud of you. In that moment, he could have cried because he couldn't do something. Mm -hmm. But he didn't do it. But yet he still got the praise because he didn't try just once. He tried twice. And then he failed twice. And then he looked for me for support. And I said, I appreciate your efforts. You're awesome. We'll get it another day. I didn't run up to help him because mm -hmm. then it won't mean as much. Yeah. And then he went on, continued playing, and the day was fine. But like when we were going to sleep, I'm like, how that monkey bars made you feel? He goes, a little frustrated, but I know one day I'll be able to do it. Dude, I'm a puddle of tears. That's a, that's, yeah. It's a puddle of tears. So if I'm doing that for my child, I'm doing it for your child. And now our children are working together off a common goal, and they're feeding off each other, and they're carrying tires. I had two six-year-olds the other day carry a tractor tryer, dude. That's so, that's so cool. And imagine going into what, a six-year-old is like, what, a kindergarten? Kindergarten, first grade, kindergarten first grade. grade. You go into your classroom, like, me and my friend were pushing tires. They, we were pushing tractors. Everybody, you are getting that loudspeaker yeah. feeling. People are like, I saw a video of you doing mm -hmm. that. That's so cool, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. They would have never got that sort of recognition anywhere else. No, 100%. And I'm always thinking of of cool things to get them to do because it's it's boring. Pushing a sled is boring. Yeah. Like, my mom told me she signed me up for a fun class and you brought me to a gym where this dude is yelling at me, blowing a whistle, telling me I'm stronger than I believe and I'm pushing a sled. Like... Come on, come on, <laughs> come on, bro. Like, so not only did I have to make that games, but you have to keep them engaged. So I'm constantly thinking of new toys. So my, my dad is like a master carpenter and you, you know, in the CrossFit gyms, they have you pulling those big tires. I was like, dad, mm. wouldn't it be cool if we made it for kids? So I called my boy at Mavis over here. He gave me like five tires and my dad rigged them up. And this, this winter in the gym, I'm going to have kids pulling truck tires how cool is that yeah, going to be? They're going to love that. They're going to love it. They're love and they're not even knowing the physical feat that it takes. And then when it gets too easy, I throw some weights in there. Exactly. They won't even they know. They won't even know the difference. They won't even know. And then when you finally tell them, they're going to be And then like, they're going to, now they have an in to their friends. Like, how was your summer? Look what I did. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. But now it's not, look what I did, like trying to show off. It's like, look what I can do now. Yeah. Look what I can do when now. I worked so hard to make it 100%. Because I scatfold everything. That's what makes me a good teacher is we go, I'm a firm believer Little by little, little by little. That's why my process takes a little longer, but my, I have kids with me now for a year. Mm -hmm. we, we go little by little each day. We do harder and harder and harder things. I'll put the sled out day one, of, of but we're not touching it till session three, mm -hmm. but I want it visible. And then, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll purposely allow my older son, John, to do a little workout as the kids are coming in. Oh, look what Coach John is doing. Look what the stinky teenager is doing. Yeah. He's pushing that weight. Coach Tony said, we're not ready, but Coach John, so I built excitement around it. Yeah. So it's all making it a facade. And now they're pushing it, and they don't even know, dude, this is a really hard workout. And I'm a big fan of interval training. So we're hitting it like one, then we're going to do a little active recovery. So it, we're hitting it for like six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. Mm -hmm. And they're just loving it. Loving it. Their moms are out there videotaping it. And that's cool. Mm -hmm. Look what my kid can do. Yeah. Something they never thought possible. It's all about that that exposure and challenging themselves. Like my my son every Tuesday told you we do the jetty run. Didn't want to do it this morning. I was like, so don't, buddy. You say you want to be a D1 athlete. This is what D1 athletes do. I'm out there. I'm 36 years old and I'm going to do it with you. It's 530 in the morning. You can stay in bed or we can get to work. And what does Coach Tony say? Don't tell me, show me. Yeah. <laughs> but he got up, got up, he got up, and we hit it. So 
he got stronger in just that moment of getting up. That separates mm -hmm. him. Because on the way to the beach, I'm like, what other 16-year-olds are up? He knows, he knows my script. Yeah, he and knows. And he just answers. He goes, none. And I'm like, well, how does that make you feel? makes me feel better. But the more questions I'm asking him and the more responses, his voice is getting louder and louder. And then we're at the beach. He's like, dad, ready? I was like, yeah, yeah. let's go. <laughs> let's go. We're here. We're here. But if I could do that for my son, who's a pivotal part of this mission, then he can do it. Because peers, I, I found in education, I can be a teacher and I can teach the way kids are more likely to listen than their peers and they see coach john who's 16 they don't see him as an adult yet he's still kind of mm. looped in as the older kid right so coach tony will spread the mission or, or lay out the workout coach tony will preach but then coach john goes off and the few kids that follow coach john i'm like i know what he's doing mm. i know what he's doing he doesn't even know what he's doing and then when i pointed out for him he's like oh really yeah. Really? And now he's building confidence. Yeah. I'm like, don't tell me you want to take over the company. Show me you want to take over the company. And, you know, he's really ingrained in it. That's awesome. And I, I, I'm, I'm, this has been awesome for our family. It made COVID manageable. And it just has brought us all together. Even my wife, she has two left feet. She, she's six foot. I call her waist the height all the time. Like, <laughs> my, my children are big because of her. And she's not an athletic person. But now she's involved in the world of athletes because she sees the, the emotional impact it can have. Mm -hmm. And she wants her children as a mother to be exposed to Coach Tony. And that's the biggest compliment that I can have is the mother of my children wanting this. Right. You know? And then now it's like, we can't be stopped. Like, this is a family yeah, operation. Family. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for what the future holds. I am too. Youth Fitness League aims to build not only physical strength, but also mental strength. Can you provide examples of how your programs have helped kids develop confidence and resilience? Absolutely. So before we even start with physical, it, it's I, I connect. It's very important with me to connect with each and every child and client because if I don't connect, there's no learning. You're not, they're not going to listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. They're not. So, you know, whether that connection is bonding over, you know, similar interests or asking them, how's your weekend? Do you like your siblings? What annoys you? Like, get what's your favorite color? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm taking the time to get to know them. Their, their, their walls are lowering. So I'm a big believer in mindfulness education, my mindfulness meditation. So that's one way that we kind of start to build up that sense of, of self. But one of my favorite meditations to do with the kids is a sensory meditation. So after I warm up, I'll take them to the beach. I'll have them put their feet in the water, let the waves just hit their ankles. We do box breathing for four, six, eight, and 10 after that set. I'm like, just please go into a normal breathing rhythm. Try to have your breathing rhythm match the waves. And then solely focus on the sounds. Not what you hear, just not what you feel, just what you hear. Let a minute go by. What do you hear? They tell me. And then we come out of the meditation, and that sense of awareness carries over to a sense mm -hmm. of self. And that's where I go into my little preach. We're about to do something hard. But when we do hard things, they make us stronger. You're going to feel dizzy. Your chest is going to hurt. You might feel like you have to throw up. But those negative symptoms don't have to be negative. We have to flip the point of view. You should look at those as welcoming. Welcoming? I'm, Coach Tony, I'm hurting. Mm -hmm. No, no, welcome those. Because those are signs that your body is telling you in this moment, with me, right here, with this tire, you're growing stronger. There is no growth without suffering, son. 
or, or daughter, you know, <laughs> there, there is no suffering without growth. In order for us to grow and to accomplish your goals and to be seen and recognized by the world, we're going to have to shine bright. And the only way we shine bright is by working hard. So it's just constantly in their ear, telling them things they want to be able to tell themselves, but they don't have the courage to. And at some point, you don't need me. Because you can tell yourselves that thing. You can tell yourself, oh, I'm about to take this hard math test, but set a box breathing. I can, I will, I must try my best. You're good. You graduated youth fitness league. You don't need Coach Tony no more. Now go out and spread the mission. Yeah. You know, so we, we do it through, through mindfulness meditation, through connecting, through just constant verbal reinforcement throughout the training session. You killed that. A lot of times when I ask my clients to do something hard, I'll, I'll stop. I'll like, stop, stop. Let's do a set of box breathing. And I want you to recognize what you just accomplished. And I'm a big believer in keeping data and records because I like to refer to my previous milestones. Mm -hmm. I kind of, I, I always like to bring up past accomplishments or past failures because they're they're raw they're prime examples yeah. to that child because we were both in a moment experiencing something together and when i re-bring it up whether it was a failure or a success it makes it real again mm -hmm. and now they're more likely to hit it again like if, if we're we can't flip this tire 20 times today that's okay but we're not going to stop we're going to try 20 times again next time. and if we do 14 and then we do 17 we celebrate 17 mm -hmm. but we don't get complacent we don't get complacent because the goal is 20. And then when we get to 20, there's a celebration. You know, you go wave that flag. I, I carry a flag with me to every training session. And whenever a milestone is broken, we stop training. You go wave that flag. That's awesome. It's corny. But like, you know, for me and that athlete, it signifies I just did something I couldn't do before. And now I'm waving this flag to let nobody know but myself. That's and that's awesome. what I'm, I'm in their ear. I'm in there. I'm like, nobody knows. We look dumb. Both of us together waving this flag, high-fiving. Yeah. But we know why, and that's the only thing that matters. Right. It's building that mental toughness, that mental calluses. I'm a big reader of David Goggins, Ryan Holiday, and I feel like it's my job to consume as much motivational literature as I can because then I'm a fraud. And honestly, I need to believe it myself because mm -hmm. if I'm not believing in my own self, how can I teach you to believe in yourself? Right. So that's, that's goal number one. We relate, we, we meditate, and then through hard work and, and consistent challenging, that's how we really get to that confidence. And it's not really me. It's just leading the way for these young athletes to find that spark. Because they grab it. They go through the journey. They're the ones pushing. Mm -hmm. And when they come back, I always check in with mom and dad at the end. We have a five-minute debrief session. Tell them how it went, what the goal of next session was, and how are they doing at home. And my number one question is, who is the driving force be behind coming to training? And 100% of the time, it's the child. Mm. I have kids who arrive 30 minutes early just to see what the other kid is doing and then to ask if they can do that or to give the kid a high five because it might be his friend. Or they just don't want to be late because they know I'm really anal about being mm -hmm. late because I have those firm principles. And I give homework. Mm -hmm. I give individualized homework and we do uh, accountability check-ins. Well, I communicate, I'm a firm believer outside of the pitch or outside of the training sessions, communication is with mom and dad. I'm a parent first. You know, if I'm paying for a service, I, I want to be fully abreast of what's happening. Right. So all communication is delivered to the parent and then the parent disseminates to the child. So homework assignments are given to the parent, explained, and the kid always knows what, what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then I give like YouTube links if they need it. And then accountability check-in. How, how are we doing with the homework? 
And a lot of times I'll ask, you know, can you send me a quick video of, of the kid telling me how the week, everybody's doing it. Like I hated homework, but if you gave me gym homework, you do it. Oh, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I do it 10 times over because it made me feel good about myself. And I preach them. You're only seeing me once a week. I'm not, Rome wasn't built in a day. I can only do so much in one 45 minute session a week. You have to be the driving force. Mm -hmm. What we're doing here is the starting point to your weekly journey. Mm -hmm. You have to do the homework. And for one kid, the homework may be, you know, a balance routine, standing on one foot, other tightrope walks, or for another kid, it may be core work. For another kid, it may just practice the push-pull movement we did of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, so homework is also differentiated. I'm at a point where I'm just keeping a log so I can kind of copy and paste it where, where I need... But again, everybody's doing the homework and it's evident in the training. I'm get the kids who I'm getting the results that I'm just blown away from are beyond consistent with the homework. That's all it is. You it's, started it's ingraining consistency into it's them. lifestyle. Yes. That's really why the homework is there mm-hmm. is to get them to do it when coach Tony isn't barking down your back. How bad do you want this? And it's evident because we do a homework check in, a, after we do the breathing. And that's where I ask them to run the homework assignment in front of me. So I'm a no, you're going to get exposed. Yeah. And a lot of time the camera's on you. So like, how you want to do, bro? Yeah. Like, and they're killing it. They're killing, putting, learning to be uncomfortable in uncomfortable situations. I have very shy kids mm-hmm. walking around with a tripod. It's not really ideal. But I have some kids now are like, are you going to whip out the tripod? I'm yeah. like, you bet, homie. Yeah, you, you bet. bet. <laughs> you bet. You bet. So learning and teaching them to be comfortable in these situations. I, I'm like, just wait until you go back to school. Nobody's going to recognize them. Yeah. Nobody's going to recognize it. We can't shy away. The other day we were at the beach and my son got pummeled by a wave. Ran out. Daddy gave him a hug. But I'm like, no, nah, this is a Coach Tony teachable moment. Like, I'm like, all right, buddy, let's do a little bit of box breathing. Lifeguard's right here. Dad's right here. Brother is right there. You can go sit by the sand. You know, go sit and play in the sand. Or we can go back and do a hard thing. Just because this wave knocked you over once doesn't mean it's going to knock you over again. Because you've learned now. Got back up. Went next to his brother. Turned around. And gave me like... <laughs> and he didn't get out of the water for another 40 minutes. But like, I feel like this soft parenting, this, oh, baby, that's what has allowed us or allowed our, to force our children to turn to screen sign. And I feel like COVID did, you know, COVID really impacted a lot of people, but parenting is different now. I see it in schools. I see it with my, my children's peers. This soft parenting, it's not good for us, man. It's not good for us mentally. It's not good for us physically. Just giving children what they want is not helping them. I'm worried for this generation to t- to come up where we have too many cocomelon ba- babies and not enough leaders. My man, Nikki Riz says it a lot. I, I don't, uh, I'm worried. And if I can impact those who are within my community or my kids can help, then we're bringing it back. Because we grew up different, manhunt, right? Yeah. Or tough parenting. You know what I mean? Or the way our coaches coached could never coach that way today. No way. No way. There's a time and place for tough love. And I feel like we just removed it because we don't want to see kids cry. But guess what? Crying is part of life. Crying is letting you know you're sad or something's hard. But crying all usually channels into regrowth, mm-hmm. right? Bad breakup, losing somebody significant. Those are all rebirth or, or regrowth. How you re- rebound. I'm very fearful these kids won't be able to rebound from some of life's challenges because nobody's exposing them to hard things. Mm-hmm. And nobody's telling them, no, no, no. You know how many times I do this with my own children because they're mine? But in YFL sessions when, when they tear up or something's hard, no, no, you're going to do this. You're going to do it crying. 
you're going to finish this one rep, but you're going to finish. Some people may have their opinions about that, that, that parenting style, but for me, in that moment where my kid doesn't want to do it and is crying because they don't want to do it and they do it, after they done, I hug them and I say, I love you, buddy. You just did something that was so hard you were crying and I asked you to do it one more time and you did it. How do you feel? <laughs> Better. I'm like, now you can go sit on the side with mom. You did it. Do you see if you do the hard thing after I'm going to let you choose? And they're more inclined to do harder things now. That's my choice as a parent. Mm. But I feel like more parents need to start making. And if you don't want to make that choice and send Coach Tony, I'll make it for you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'll help you. Right. In what ways have you seen the relationship between physical fitness and academic performance in the students you work with? How does YFL contribute to their overall well-being? So academically, I'm, I'm fortunate to majority of students who are coming with me have a strong academic foundation. But as a former student with disabilities, I can tell you sports had a, a, a huge impact on me. You know, I, I did well in, or I did good enough <laughs> in school where I wouldn't get kicked off the team. It was my motivating factor. But there is so much research that shows holistic well-being has correlations with academic success. When I was in my post-master's certificate, I, I did a, a mini research study of the impact of how mindfulness meditation impacted behavior on problematic students. And at the end of the study, we saw an in, a decrease in problematic behavior because of that mindfulness meditation. So we're implementing those strategies in physical fitness, asking them to do harder things that are physically hard. The hope is that correlates over into an academic setting. And, you know, I, I, I'm constantly going to be doing progress reports with my athletes throughout the school year. That's a big initiative for me. I don't want to be Coach Tony separate from school. There's a direct correlation. Mm -hmm. Coach Tony is a teacher. They, we right. are going to talk about school. So there will be progress report monitoring for my one-on-one -on -one and small group athletes. Like, you know, you're going to have to fill out reports of how, how are your grades? Because one, I am curious to see how the impact of my training is, is impacting them academically. I don't have that data yet, but my assumption is it's going to have a positive impact. How could it not? If I'm making kids feel good about themselves and I'm teaching them that they can do hard things and I'm teaching them to believe in themselves, how are they not going to attack that hard algebra problem you know what i mean like my kid saying I, I i can i will i must before the monkey bars what's to stop him from saying i can i will i must before a reading test you know i don't have the data yet but I, i'm hopeful it's going to show what i think it's going to show mm -hmm. and that's why we're going to ask for progress reports you know i, I want to know the answer i i don't want to blindly just preach right. i want to say according to the progress reports my at my, my my clients grades are up Grades are half a grade, full grade, you know, or even if it's in the special needs community, behaviors are down because you have to remember education is individualized. It's not necessarily just grades. Right. So for one kid, behavior is a big part of his education plan, but for the honors kid, it's not. So if I get those negative, negative behaviors to go mm -hmm. down, I'm winning. It's having impact on his academics because if those behaviors are down now, he may listen or he may engage in an, a learning activity. Right. So I'm, I'm hopeful that, that, in a year from now, I could, yo, mm -hmm. Justin, we were right. Yeah. We were right. Like but like, yep, yep. So the goal is definitely to collect that data through the progress reports. But, you know, there is tons of data and research out there that alludes that I am going in that right direction. Right. That what we're doing physically and how we're holistically helping children find the confidence will impact them in other aspects of their life. And what bigger aspect is school than a child? Right. You know, it's six hours of their day. Right. Can you share a success story or a memorable moment from YFL that illustrates the positive impact your program can have on a child's life? 100,000%. So in May, I took on a client, uh, and he's the exact 
client I want to work with. Uncoordinated, isolated from his friend group. Uh, you know, he's getting into that age where he wants to be noticed by girls. Who doesn't, mm-hmm. you know? And he was just defeated. Mom was worried. You know, they started talking, you know, to to about therapy. Now, you know, the holistic approach. Mom is mm-hmm. is actively sees a problem and she's trying to to tackle it. So mom calls me up where she's also in education. So it, it was ve- it's very easy when a parent is a teacher. Mm-hmm. I don't have to educate. I can kind of just talk the lingo, you, you know, talk the shop. And she got it. And I said, I promise you from... If you give me until August, you will have a different child. First session, he walks in, shoulder slumped, wouldn't look me in the eye, soft-spoken, really didn't talk to me. He, his coordination was a mess, couldn't balance on more than one foot for 10 seconds, never really did anything physical. And now, after the summer with me, he sometimes is doubling up, coming to see me twice a week. When he walks on that beach, not only is he 15 minutes early, told the shoulders are tall, chin is high, He's smiling. He's actively seeking friends. He's no longer just waiting to be hopefully called on. Mm -hmm. He told mom he's going to join a sport. Like mom has noticed a shift in confidence. And I could tell you exactly when it happened. Middle of July, we were hitting these hills. And they were always hard for him because I asked him to jump over lateral hurdles, then shift and run up a hill. That's that's hard. Mm -hmm. For an athlete, Mm -hmm. that's hard. So... We're doing rep after rep after rep. Comes off that hill. I'm like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Starts throwing up. Puking. I pick him up. We, we have that relationship. Like, he knows Coach Tony's there for him. So I pick him off the ground, and I sit him in front of throwing up on my shoulder. And I'm like, bro, we have one more rep. I'm here. I'm getting paid no matter what. But you have a choice. I'll give you a minute. I'll let you do a session of box breathing. But you have an absolute choice right now to get stronger, to leave this beach stronger than you arrived, to do the things you want to do by not words, by showing me. So I'm going to give you a minute. I want you to take a deep breath. And I want you to ask yourself, what do we do before hard things? Are you going to quit? No, 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 no. No, I'm not going to quit, coach. So what do we say before we do hard things? I can, I will, I must. What is pain? Weakness leaving the body. What does it let you know that I'm actively getting strong? And as he's saying these questions that are prompts, he's standing up. He's squirting the water bottle in his mouth. And he goes, ready? I'm like, stop. That's it. I blew the whistle real quick. Go. (laughs) Go. And then I explained to him what happened after. And since that moment, since that training session, new child. New child. It's, it blows my mind. Like, and he didn't know I'm wearing glasses. Mm-hmm. I'm crying, dude. Like, tears are just running down my face because I knew I just witnessed this kid find his spark. And in this realm, yes, I've seen it, but, like, I haven't seen it like this. Mm-hmm. Like, this kid realizing how strong he truly is made me feel like I was in a classroom with Miss Lamon. You know? Mm-hmm. It brought me back. To all the times that I didn't think I was good enough, but somebody helped prove to me I was. And I just did it for somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't even hit up mom for the Venmo after. I'm like, yo, bro, like, Mm -hmm. all uh, this, this, we both are leaving this beach such better human beings because of our joint venture into making sure you realize how strong you are. Mm -hmm. And, like, I hope I could do that for every child who walks into Island Park Fitness. I hope I could do that for every child who walks to, to come see me on the beach. I hope Coach John, my son, can do that. I hope my sons can do that for each other. That's the bigger purpose. 
And like with this special event coming up, I hope some of my clients come down and volunteer so I could have, and I'll give them the pep talk. You have the opportunity here to do what you, to do what you learn to do from doing hard things for somebody else, for somebody who's never gotten it before. And then if they can do it for that special needs kid, bro, now we have a whole community of people looking out for each other, all centering around one thing. We're stronger than we think if we do hard things. You know, that's, that's, that's it. That's it. And they're not getting it in school. They're not getting it with this, this soft Mickey Mouse parenting, but they're getting it with Coach Tony. They're getting it with YFL. They're getting it with his kids and his sons. And hopefully it just spreads. I just got to wait and watch back, be my authentic self, keep coming each and every day like it's my last. And I'm confident this is going to catch like wildfire because mm -hmm. nobody's doing it. Nobody's teaching these kids to believe in themselves. There's a thousand children trainers out there. See, I follow them all on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Damn, I even steal some of their stuff because it's pretty good. <laughs> you know, but n nobody's, nobody's getting to the basic principle of how do I get this kid to continue fitness after I'm gone? And that's belief. Belief that you are stronger than you believe. And you know what? It's, it's made me a better human being, better father, better husband, better coach, better trainer, better teacher, because now I'm preaching it so much. I have no choice but to be accountable. Mm -hmm. Like I'm in the, like today on, uh, on the jetty run with my son, I wanted to quit. If it was just me or if, it was, if he's watching me, I wanted to quit. It was hard, physically hard. But I, I told, I, if I quit, then who am I to tell these kids? Mm -hmm. So I now have that accountability and that pressure on myself where I have to experience the things I'm asking them to experience in order to be a real coach. In order to be a real coach, I got to live it. I got to feel it and I got to push through it. Because if I don't, I'm a fraud. And I, I, I sell my soul at my day job. I will not sell it for a youth fitness league. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. I will be my authentic self through and through. And it's, it's, it's forced me to be more, more intimate and more in, in depth with my training. I have to be. I have to be. Where can the listeners find you and to be able to work with you? So you can find us. We have uh, social media, youth underscore fitness league underscore youth fitness league on social media. We have uh, youthfitnessleague.com. You can follow me, uh, Coach Tony, uh, YFL, Instagram. Coach Tony, I really do appreciate your I appreciate mission. it, dude. I appreciate everything you're doing for this community. I appreciate the the impact you're creating. Dude, I appreciate you guys just spotlighting local. I, Long Beach is a beautiful place, dude. I'll die here. And you guys are really showing the beauty of, of what's here. We have a lot to offer the community and your, your podcast is really making it really visible. So I, I appreciate you taking the time and let me preach the good word. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for spending your time with always, me Always, always appreciate it.